Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to this edition of uh, V Radio. Um, tonight we're going to be doing a replay of a previous interview that's generally only available on Justin TV. Um, it is my intention to uh, actually uh, transfer that over now to Blog Talk Radio because eventually they delete the uh, Justin TV archives. So I wanted to have this uh, interview available to you guys. Some of you may have seen it on YouTube. Um, some of you may have actually been here the day that I broadcasted it from Florida. The interview runs a little bit over an hour, uh, so that obviously it'll cut off eventually, and um, you'll be able to listen to it later on the archive. So this was taken uh, back during my visit to the Venus Project, uh, when I had a lot of opportunities to talk to Jacques and Roxanne and Link. Um, and thank you all for tuning in. Once again, uh, you can visit vradio.org. That's v-radio.org. Um, and thanks again for everybody who's been supporting V Radio. And now I'm going to start the recording. With Jack Ross, the Rock London lecture. Um, the voice was very bad, so we, we waited. We're going to wait until maybe there's a better tape of it. We went to fix this idea that the quality was more like great, but. PJ was going to send us a transfer of us. Yeah, this is what they're actually seeing. It's much better. They, they, they said you guys look great. So, um, What would be the moment in the new scheme for those to work? How would the Venus Project tackle those that are non compliant? You don't need to tackle them. They can live their own lives. They don't want to destroy us. They just have great advantages. They have them. They drive with us. More resources available. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be nations that may not want to join with us. But sooner or later, the outfit will be so high, the public will demand that they join us. Mm-hmm. Not immediately. And the way we do is we, we don't uh, uh, try to force everybody into this way of thinking. We present it. Now we ask that they go to join and work with us. That's all. We don't order people around. Okay. It's not a good thing. That's what I think it um, the, mo- the motivation, I think, is the higher standard of living. No war, no poverty. That's not motivation enough. And, and if they don't see that that improvement quick enough, and there's not enough reinforcement, then I think people will go along with it. What would the Venus Project do about overpopulation? Well, we can't do anything about it. We can really say that the planning capacity here to support so many people in a given area, unless new technologies come in, like nanotechnology, where it's possible to support more people. But you can't, if you exceed the carrying capacity of the environment, you're going to have malnutrition and many other problems. Having nothing to do with our decisions. If we support science, technology, research, we can have a higher standard of living for everyone on Earth. Imagine the cost of armies and navies of all nations 
we're not accepting one another. But the energy that they would save and the lives is enormous. We live in a very primitive type society. A lot of people think we're already civilized. Being civilized is an ongoing process. We never arrive at the best way of doing things. We arrive at the best way of doing things with present-day knowledge. People think that, uh, that I'm advocating utopia. I don't believe there is such a thing. I think that every city design can always undergo change. If you take, for example, your laptop computer 10 years ago or five years ago, it's moving and changing continuously. All things change. That's why there's really no such thing as intelligent people. There are people that are better informed than others. There are people that have more information in a given area than others. But no one ever achieves perfection because there's no such thing. What we do is design a city that's more effective, more humane, and humans have more access to the necessities of life. But there's no such thing as a final frontier, or final achievement, or best architecture. It's always undergoing change. Okay. Um. They, they're thanking you for their answers, and they're saying that they understand. Um, they said, uh, I would like to visit the Venus Project at some point, but I saw it's up for sale. Is it still open for tours, and how long do you expect to be there? Well, it is up for sale, and we're still doing the tours. We have no idea how long we'll be here because it depends on if and when we can sell. Even if we sell it, we intend to remain here for several months. Well, two months, we're going to try and get. It just depends on who buys it. But we'll be continuing our work no matter where we go. Okay, excellent. Um, Thunder is saying, Jacques Roxanne, there has been recent talk that what we're doing is attempting to overthrow the government. Well, I disagree on that being what you advocate. Others say that's exactly what we are doing. What are your thoughts? Well, we have no intention of overthrowing the government. It's a self-acting system. The system itself is overthrowing itself. It's failing in most areas. And then you bail out, it's not going to work. We're not, we're not advocating doing away with anything. We're just proposing an alternative, positive direction to work towards when this system collapses. We think it's collapsing on its own weight. Uh, they're asking, where do you guys plan on going after you sell the site? I have no idea. <laughs> when we know we've sold it, then we're going to take a couple months to go look around. Probably a country with lower cost of living. That's all we no, right now. We will build a city anywhere in the world, Venus Project. Because remember, it is not a national project. It's an international project. We want to invite all nations to join with us and share the Earth's resources with everyone. In other words, we want to move toward a resource-based economy 
do away with money. That is, when I say do away with money, to outgrow the need for it. To make all the resources available to all the nations of the world. To share and declare all the Earth's resources as a common heritage of all the world's people. Anything less than that will produce the same problems over and over again. You cannot attain peace when few nations control most of the Earth's resources. How do you build your homes for people today? What is the process? What kind of house technology should we use to maintain a sustainable life? Well, it isn't the building of houses. You have to build a city with building transportation, just like elevators in a tall building, taking you to any office on any level of the building. So we hope to build cities that would be basically circular in design with transveyors. We call them transveyors because they travel circumferentially, vertically, and horizontally take you anywhere within the city and there's actually no need for automobiles. In the center of the city, you have resource access, meaning food, shopping, all that's available without a price tag. So we don't hope to build individual buildings as such. We hope to build a city system with the schools and everything essential in the middle of the city. And all of the districts that surround the city are the same distance away from the center. So, but if you live in a conventional city, say like uh, suburbia, you have to drive in different directions. You have to drive in one direction to take your kids to school, another direction for shopping, another direction for medical care. All our essential industries would be in the center of the city. So everyone has equal access. The city would be built of new materials. Uh, some of them would be shaped memory alloys in which the building is designed and manufactured as a dome in some instances, and then it's flattened out. And if we have to ship, say, uh, 10,000 houses to India, we ship them flat and then connect two electrodes to it, or one heat cone, and they will go back to the form, original shape they were formed in. Uh, that is the way you can turn out thousands of houses and ship thousands of houses without taking up space. As they do today. Uh, so instead of building houses the way they do, with carpenters and bricklayers and cement people. What we do is we design the houses and exclude them. Like, uh, I'm sure some of you have heard of aluminum exclusions. It's a machine that squeezes out a structural shape. If you have difficulty with that, imagine a toothpaste tube with you cut the letter T in the opening and squeeze it the toothpaste will come out like the letter T. In the future, we make a profile or cross section of the house and exclude it. By the, in other words, we exclude 
so many hundred feet of house and then cut it with lasers. And that's the way you can house the world in the shortest possible time. The bricklayers, all the people that you hire today to do things are not necessary. We can build houses for everyone on earth. We can wipe out the slum in less than 10 years using high tech. Ideally, if we got a first city going, we would use it as a research center to build the next city, and we would use it as a core center to get information out about this new value system and about the Venus Project in all aspects, like in radio, television, books, videos, games, and have a, um, a, a kind of a fair of the future in the first city, too, where people can come and go through that and see what the future will be like, and then people can order the city and and build one in their country and, and another in, in another country, so it could grow that way, ideally. What the Venus Project is concerned about mainly is the elimination of poverty, hunger, unemployment, and human suffering. Everyone in the design of the Venus Project will be given medical care from birth to death as a guaranteed system. There's no jobs that you go to. We can phase out most boring and prejudiced jobs, uh, jobs that do nothing for you, uh, that, don't, that do not enhance your thinking ability. Just consider this. When a person works in a department store behind the counter selling cosmetics or jewelry, that doesn't improve their mind. That doesn't require a mind to do that. So any repetitive job can be automated very easily. Yes, we do. Work of all kinds, eventually. In the next 10 to 15 years, most diagnosticians will be replaced by what looks like a diagnostic machine. In other words, it's much easier to make a laptop computer that's a medical advisor that can recognize all kinds of skin diseases. You don't need a diagnostic uh, institution anymore. In other words, the future will be so fabulous and so different and offer so many new opportunities if we're sane enough to make this transition without going to war. Whenever you go to war, it's a supreme failure of all nations to bridge the difference in values. You live in a very primitive society. Politics was terrific a hundred years ago, but today we can surpass the need for politics and move on with high tech and make things available to people without a price tag, debt or servitude, or any of the systems you've been brought up to believe in as being worthy of supporting. We are not civilized yet. As long as there's war, poverty, hunger, need, we are not civilized. As long as we build killing machines or train thousands of soldiers to become killing machines, you live in a false society. And every nation tries to indoctrinate its people to believe in that system. The system we live in today is extremely heavy. And perhaps, as someone else remarked, that the movies of the future about our present-day society will be looked upon 
as horror films. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. Uh, Jacques and Roxanne, has the Venus Project had any contact with democracynow.org? They seem to be a very good alternative media site. Do you want to tell them what happened with that? Yeah. Democracy Now? Yeah. I thought it was really important to contact Amy Goodman and, and introduce her to uh, the Venus Project. So we, they had something where you could pay $1,000 and pay your way to New York and have dinner with her and um, watch the show. So we went through all that and we spent thousands of dollars to to introduce her to the Venus Project. So we sat with her for about an hour for dinner and, and talked to her about the Venus Project and she was very polite and had really had very little questions and um, they are fairly none and it, she just didn't seem to get it. I think she's more of a watchdog for this system than I've never heard her pose an alternative to this system. She, she advocates democracy and maybe equal rights and um, justice within this system and tries to make this system more just, but we feel that there is no justice within this system and we really have to introduce a new one where you don't have to fight for human rights or women's rights or Polish rights or any rights, but it's built in so everybody has access to all goods and services, but she didn't seem to get it. Maybe more people should get in touch with her, maybe if more people could contact her and say, have her look into the system, maybe she would, I don't know. Left her some books and videos and that was about it. Does the monetary system really have to fail in order to implement the, implement the Venus Project? I'm sorry, but it seems that uh, people during the last depression became more socially aware. When everything's working out, most people don't give a damn about anything but their own little lives. And as long as we're concerned with what's in it for me, you're going to enter into many different social problems. All crime, all serial killers, all conflict is based on social insufficiency, meaning we don't do the, the things that will preserve or sustain civilization. We're a crude civilization that's essentially self-centered at present. Do you think that governments will start to regulate the automation of jobs soon? You don't hear much about this topic in the media, and when do you think people will start to recognize this problem of technological unemployment? They won't recognize it because it's not out there to be recognized. In other words, these ideas are not out on television. They're not out in the media. They're not in newspapers. But they are in magazines throughout the world. It's publishing articles all over the world on the Venus Project, except the United States. Now, only one radio station once talked about the Venus Project positively. I, I don't think that was the question. Uh, about automation? Just whether or not um, automation, how long do you think it'll be before automation and people start to realize, you know, at what point will people realize that technological unemployment is reality? When they're out of work, when they lose their jobs. Right. It's an economic disaster. Right. 
to cause social change. It does not come through reason or logic because it doesn't work. Well, they're not and, educated enough. And c communication really doesn't exist today. You only talk to people that have similar values. You can't talk to people that have been brought up with values that are contrary to your value system. So someday, when if we, if we make it, if we become saner, we'll be able to communicate in, in much more relevant ways. How is your motion picture doing? Uh, apparently they saw that you have a new team for 3CAD. How is the movie coming along? Well, uh, we can't produce a major motion film because we don't have the economic support. All we do is produce short films or videos on what the future can be. Not what it will be. I don't know what it will be. We may kill each other or destroy the environment. It's not up to Roxanne and myself. It depends on what you do to help bring it about. The more people that are aware of the Venus Project, the higher the probability of it being installed. It's not a forced system. It's not a takeover. It has to do with the decisions people make. We have a pretty good-sized team that are working on animations from job sketches, and we're going up and back with them and, and making changes. And um, we're working on on a, on a city right now and houses, so you can fly over it and then go within the city. And we hope to use that and other animations that we work on for our next films that we're doing here. But a major motion picture really takes the financial backing of of, of people who can do that and probably a major producer and some major actors need to get behind it as well. So maybe if people would like to contact major actors and actresses who they feel are would, would understand this direction and would maybe be interested in learning about it, they could maybe help get this off the ground. Um, this is just a comment directly to you guys. They're like, you both have so much energy and you never get tired. I know people your age, they travel around the world. You are both great. <laughs> Um, people are saying that this is great. They're glad that we were able to broadcast this way. I'm hoping that um, I can help them learn this technology so that they can do this themselves whenever they want. Um, but uh, let's see, um, what do you think is more effective at helping to change the mindset of people? Optimism of what could be or pessimism of how things are now? Well, pessimism doesn't offer any alternatives or any methods for solving problems. It merely complains. And that's what I find on most liberal stations. They complain about the ineffectiveness of the system, corruption in government, inconsiderate health care, but they don't offer alternatives. What can you do about it? This is what the Venus Project is concerned about, what to do about it. So I would suggest those of you that want to know more about the Venus Project, we have a website, thevenusproject.com. Look it up. We have answers and questions, all kinds of questions. So look it up and judge for yourself what you, that you, whether or not you want to become involved in our project. Our project is not self-centered. It is not a monetary system. It's not a con game. It has to do with building a sustainable global environment without war, poverty, or any of the problems you have today. I believe that most people pick up their values in the environment they live in. Uh, examples I've used many times, if you brought up in the South, 
you speak with a southern accent. If you brought up in France, you behave like a Frenchman. If you brought up in You brought up in Germany, and all you see is Deutsch, Rondover, Alice, Heil, Hitler. You become a Nazi. I don't believe that people are good or bad. I believe the environment they live in shapes their behavior. I believe that psychologists and psychiatrists are really not aware of the essential mechanisms that shape behavior. They work on the individual. It's the environment that makes a Frenchman. It's the environment that makes a German. It's the environment that makes a Jew. So all environment, when I say environment, I mean the books, the motion pictures, the state of your government, the value system, all of that is picked up. Where do you think you get your language from? You're not born speaking English. You're not born speaking French or German. You learn that from the environment. And people don't seem to get that through their heads. They keep saying, I'm an individual. You ask an Indian what he wants, he says a teepee. An Eskimo, ask him what he wants. He doesn't say a stainless steel refrigerator. He can't, because he doesn't even know it exists. So people reflect their culture. Don't take my word for it. You travel to different countries, you notice that a Frenchman behaves like a Frenchman. And you'll find out that the South Sea Islanders behave like Polynesians. There's no human being that can exceed their society unless they travel, go other places, and see how other people think and operate. We think that some people are good and some are bad, and some nations are jealous of us and they want to destroy us. The real truth is, in times past, we must have hurt people terribly to make them want to fly airplanes into the trade center. Did you ever ask them why they did that? Did you know that America ran headlines in England saying we intend to bomb seven different countries? Nuclear bomb those things. That's why they're building all the nuclear weapons in different countries. You never saw that headline. There was one in England in the, in the paper called The Telegraph. So I'm trying to tell you there's a reason for people doing things. It's not that they hate us. We must have done some terrible things in the past. We always look at other nations and say, we want to bring them democracy. We don't even have democracy here now. We've never had a democratic society. You want me to describe that? You've never had a democratic society. By that I mean that if people don't have sufficient purchasing power to take care of their family medically, they are not equal. If they can't afford a lawyer, they're not equal. If they can't afford treatment for, for different physical disorders, they're not equal. And if people are not educated and don't know how to raise their children to become greater or more effective in the human context, then it's not their fault. It's the limited information that they get. Your television, your radio news, there's nothing new. It's the same old pack over and over again military people talking about combat and killing. There's no discussion on how to bridge the difference between nations, how to solve problems. We shouldn't have a Pentagon in Washington. We should have a building with sociologists, social engineers, people that understand different cultures and learn to bridge the difference 
without killing. If we had a chance to, we would take all the soldiers and teach them to become problem solvers. That's what it is. A lot of problems which we've never resolved. That's why you have conflict, stupidity, prisons, crime, serial killers. They're all products or subproducts of a subculture. Um, the question from the chat room is, have Jacques and Roxanne watched the first Zeitgeist film, and with how much of it do they agree or disagree? They say they understand that much of it is trivial in the context of progressing the world, but they would like to hear it from Jacques if possible. It's just a conspiracy theory that I'm unable to accept. I don't feel I have enough evidence to accept that. So that's the only area I would disagree with. Religion. A lot of people always ask me whether I believe in God. I once asked Einstein that question, do you believe in God? And he said, which one? The Jewish guy, God, says if a man takes your son's eye out, you take his son's eye out call an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth. The Christian God says, when a man strikes you, turn the other cheek. So all these gods are so different, I believe that most gods were made by man in his image. He's a kind of an uneducated person who gets angry, creates floods, disease, and if you don't follow the biblical teachings, all of them, you burn in hell eternally. This doesn't sound like God, it sounds like a psychopath. I've never found a God that wasn't like the people that created it. They create God in their own image. He makes a man and a woman, and then he creates a tempter to tempt him to do other. This doesn't sound like God. This is a man-made fairy tale. That's terrible. Now, if Noah's Ark existed, existed, it would have to be about a mile long. Now, where did he get the polar bears from? And how did he stop these animals from eating each other? And how could he build a boat a mile long? The stories in the Bible are so fantastic and ridiculous, I read it as I do the comic strips. I'm so sorry that people have a need for that low-grade substance. In other words, instead of the Bible, if you talk people about sociology, social science, how we depend on plants and agriculture to take care of the earth, to not to dump poisons into the ocean. If you don't notice, about 45 years ago, the U.S. Army dumped 65 tons of nerve gas off the coast of Miami. Don't take my word for it. It's available in any book on marine sciences. So you see, you live in a world that's comprised of very ignorant people. They're not born that way. They're made that way by society. Just as a person in the South speaks with a Southern accent, that's what I mean by the influence of the environment. When the Southerner says, I'm going to give you a nigger and go kick his butt, that's picked up from the environment. That is not part of human nature. There is no human nature. Human behavior can be shaped by different cultures to hate different people. And that's what you had in Nazi Germany. That's what you had in any fascist country. You have the control of the military-industrial complex. 
And that's what your problem is today. You're moving rapidly in the direction of fascism. Politicians do not know how to solve problems. They don't even know what the problem is. They don't even know what questions to ask. Politics is not the answer. And we're going to go continuously downhill with all the other monetary systems unless we utilize more science and technology. And we're not about to do that because the public doesn't even know what science means. If everything you have in your home that works, the electric light, the washing machine, the electric range, the automobile, the flying machine, politicians never gave you anything but words. Remember, politicians say things people like to hear. They don't speak the truth. They never did. They'd never get elected if they did. But if you take army men, they talk of natural defense, building armament, radar, all kinds of military defense systems. They are comprised of very ignorant men because their main business is killing machines. And soldiers are essentially killing machines. They teach young people how to kill. We would take all the soldiers and teach them to become problem solvers. That's what hurts people. The lack of knowledge, lack of answers, what to do about problems. We never talk about it. It's very easy to say it's human nature. There is no such thing as human nature. That's something made up by people that didn't understand what shaped human behavior. Even serial killers are shaped by a deprived environment. And uh, this is something you have to learn. And they don't teach you in school how to relate to one another, how to get along with each other, how to disagree without getting angry. They don't teach you how to live, find meaning in your own life. They teach you how to be a cog in the production wheel of a monetary system. What can I do to learn about the house extrusion manufacturing process? I was familiar with aluminum extrusions and then extrapolated that system into what I would consider the future. In other words, I've watched shipbuilding. When they build ships, they build them in dry dock, and then they flood it with water. And these big, gigantic cranes that are 22 stories high, that's a big crane, and it moves along, picking up all the parts of the ship and putting it together. If we build houses in dry dock, apartments, large buildings, hundreds of them at the same time, we can house everybody on Earth in 10 years, wipe out the slums because we don't use that kind of technology because of the monetary system. They always say, how much will it cost? That isn't even the question. The real question is, do we have the resources? Yes, we do. In times of war, we make battleships, killing machines, thousands of airplanes. Where does all that money come from right away? We didn't have much money, but we did have resources. So you see, it's the resources that count. If you still don't understand what I'm talking about, if you're stranded on an island with $10 million and gold, if the island has no water, no arable land, and no fish, you have nothing. Money is a nothing thing. It represents nothing but an old value. Our language was designed two years ago, and we still use ancient language. I say I'll see you with the signs, the taste and direction. We still use a language that was designed so many years ago, it's almost impossible to talk to one another 
we talk at each other. Okay. Um, do you believe that global warming is caused by carbon emissions, or is it too created to, or is it a lie created to manipulate the public? I believe it's added to the carbon emissions. I believe there are many other natural gases coming out of the earth, volcanic gases and forest fires and many other things are involved in global warming. All we have to do is develop a technology to handle the zombies, earthquakes. We have to design buildings that can be that remain upright or stand sustainable even in a hurricane. If you use an inverted cone, no hurricane or tornado can tear that building apart. An inverted cone uh, will cause the air to whirl around it, but will not take the roof off. There are many solutions to our problems, thousands of different solutions that are not effectively put in for reasons of economic problems, such as cost and things like that. But we have enough resources to do whatever we want to do. Just picture this. If all the money in the world disappeared tomorrow morning, as long as you have factories, farms, you can feed people. It isn't money that sustains society. It's resources. If you run out of resources, no matter who you elect, even if you elected the most ethical people in the world, if you ran out of resources, being lying, cheating, stealing, and killing, there's nothing to do with ethical people. It has to do with the intelligent management of the Earth's resources. Okay, um, let me pull up another one here. Uh, by the way, guys, you guys were talking about the, the headline that Jacques was talking about, about the United States um, planning to bomb other countries. Roxanne is right now going up to the house to get the newspaper clipping, and I'm going to show it to you here uh, on the camera. Um, now, somebody was suggesting, uh, do you think it's important that people start to get all of these technical, technical knowledge, get into studying these things that we need now? Um, and, you know, before the collapse, so that we'll have that information yes, later. Yes, that would help a great deal. Study computer sciences, programming, robotics. That's where the future is going, if we get to the future. If we're so stupid as to declare war on other nations and spend most of our energies and waste our lives on war, your, your society is managed by extremely ignorant people. We won't even make the history books of the future. We're so backward in so many areas, technically. So study science, technology, ways of solving problems, ways of solving problems, human behavior in terms of experimental evidence, and become familiar with the methods of science. In other words, religion really gives you lip service to the deity. They go to church and they verbalize. I think. I personally think religion is a verbal hobby. So real quick, guys, um, let me move my hand. U.S. plans for first strike nuclear attacks against seven countries. So yeah, it names the countries in specific, and it's got a nice picture of George W. Bush on the front. Um, yeah, that would be great. But a Pentagon document signals dramatic shift in American strategy. 
So, yeah, do you ever know the date? March 10th. 2002. So March 10, 2002. So we know that that strategy is being discussed. Um, now let me see what our next question is here. But okay, now you got your date now. Uh, Thunder's been re-asking this question. I'm gonna have to get to it. Uh, there's a lot of talk about moving forward with these ideas. I think before we move forward, do we have to go back to basics? Like go back to the basics of life. Do you feel this is what is needed before we can re-evolve to a, the Venus Project and a resource-based economy? We have to go through a transition. That period of transition between the monetary system and the global system that I talk about, uh, a resource-based economy, there will be problems. The transition always has problems because you have people between different systems. No matter what you believe in, someone will hate you for it. There's nothing you can advocate without developing or getting people to want to kill you for You see, our values are so different and they're subject to interpretation. This is a major problem. Whenever you read the Bible, remember, the Bible is subject to interpretation. It was written in a very old language. So some people say, I think Jesus meant this, and let's say, no, you're wrong. This is what he meant. And the third person will say, you're both wrong. That's why you have the Lutheran, the Seventh-day Adventist, the Catholic, the different denominations, because it's subject to interpretation. Obviously, we must develop a language that's not subject to interpretation, and that already exists. Mathematics, chemistry, physics, engineering language, if engineering was subject to interpretation, you couldn't build bridges. Do you understand that? Think about it. In other words, most people don't think about it. They just fall in line with whatever the government says or whatever the minister says. Remember, ministers are people who say things that people have a need to hear. They have nothing to do with reality. After you kick the bucket, you go to happy land and you fly around with wings. If the angel flew without wings, that would be a miracle. Think about it. So, so you see, when you read the Bible, think about what you're reading. Moses parted the Red Sea so the Jews could go across. God could have put the Jews on the other side without parting the Red Sea. All the stories are fabulously imagined fantasies based upon human need. People don't like the idea of dying, and that's the end of life. They want to believe you go on if that somebody up there cares. If somebody up there really cared, he wouldn't make so many dummies that kill each other in his name, in the name of God or your concept of God. Most people keep killing each other. And it says in the Bible, thou shalt not kill. It doesn't say certain people. So you see, people violate all religious teachings consistently. What do you think about the fact that we are running out of water? We're not running out of water. We don't know how to store floodwaters. There you get all the water in the world. It's flooding people out of their houses. We have to harness that, store it in storage places, places like where we did strip mining, made these big holes and left them there. We can design canals and waterways and store all that flood water. We have to even harness nature not be abused by it. You live in a society, like I said, that's run by politicians. And politicians 
have no idea of how to solve problems. Things that I've already answered or that have already been answered a lot, I, I tend to skip past them, don't take that personally. Um, now, people are asking about Larry King. Uh, are you still in contact with Larry King? No, I have been in contact with him for many, many years. I just had an interview with him a long time ago, at least 35, 40 years ago. But I haven't had any contact with him, no. I'd like to. I'd like to be able to present these ideas on our major television stations. We don't want to kill anybody or hurt anybody or shoot anybody or arrest anybody. There'd be no prisons, no police in the future. The people are educated not the way they are today, educated in the new schools where children are taken through industry, shown how things produce, are produced. They're taken through into the forest and shows them how we depend on the oxygen of the trees, how nature works, and teach them how to live, how to find meaning in their own life, not how to beat the other guy, how to gain all you can get out of this world, me for myself. If you get that, there's no progress. Um, they're actually saying, how would you get Saudi Arabia or North Korea to join? And it seems to me that Saudi Arabia is more receptive to the idea already, aren't they? Is that... No, no, the way you get nations that think differently to join together is not to criticize them or their habits. What you have to do is talk about the things we have in common. All people need clean air, clean water, arable land, a relevant education, and economic security. If you meet those needs, there'll be no basis for war at all. War is not to bring democracy to other countries. It's to exploit their resources, their oil, their cheap labor, or whatever we can take away from them. Uh, has Jock heard of the Axis of Justice and seen the work of Tom Morello and Serge Tankian? Not familiar either. I don't know what justice means. All I know is that most people are looking for it, and they'll spend their lives looking for it. There's no such thing as justice. Whatever happens out there in the world is real. What you think should have happened is not real. That's what hurts you. Your own inability to understand how society works. Okay. Um, Skade, anyone ask about the Bill Maher? I never say his name right. Maher, Maher possibility. Maher. Yeah, Bill Maher. Has anybody talked about you guys getting on there? That's not up to us. If you write to Bill Maher and tell him you'd like to hear the Venus Project, if you, if you do that, you're more apt to get us on the air. If you write to CNN and say, I'm sick and tired of hearing politicians and military people on the major broadcast? How about outside point of view? How about other citizens, sociologists, social scientists that have different ideas other than war? You don't get that on the air. So I would say it appears to me that most news is managed. That is what you hear is what they want you to hear, not the truth. They don't even know what the truth means. 
Um, people are asking, why are you so against the space program? Um, I think if we build a colony on Mars, it would be easier to do the Venus project. I'm against the space program today because if any single nation gets out there and controls outer space, there will be nuclear weapons traveling around. And all they have to do is do away with air forces and drop those weapons. We are not sane enough yet to use our intelligence or what could be intelligent in a relevant way. I don't people are people today are not smart enough to use technology for the benefit of human beings. This has been demonstrated time and time again when mothers are ready to offer their children as sacrificial lambs to war. Mothers themselves don't know there are other approaches to the same problem. You don't have to kill people. You don't have to lose your sons and daughters in war. And most war is very big business. There's a lot of money in war. Mothers think about this. When they can split the lives of your son to serve, put up their life for this country, they should conscript all the war industries so there's profits to none, so that they get the same basis of pay as the soldiers do. But if people make money selling battleships and airplanes for a million dollars apiece, war is one of the biggest businesses that's maintained the largest corporations. So war is always corrupt unless you have total conscription of all the war industries, so no one makes a buck out of war, then it's real. How do we clean the oceans and soils of plastic? There's already a six to one plastic to plankton. Uh, some of it's one million years indestructible or more. Pieces get smaller mechanically, but cannot be chemically assimilated by nature. Just how do we clean up the plastic, I guess? Well, once you get rid of the money system, you don't have to worry about the cost. You, you have the Gulf Stream, the Japanese current, the Icelandic current, you harness those currents with turbines under the water. And those currents are always moving. And they can generate all kinds of electro electricity. And with electricity, we can precipitate and change things. We can move, migrate fish. We can migrate them to whatever area we want them to go to through electronic controls. In other words, there are many new systems where people will no longer ask how much will it cost to do that. Do we have the resources to do that? Yes, we do. We have more than enough resources, and we have more than enough technologists that are capable of establishing those systems. Should we provide educational tools for youngsters, like a web page that gives alternative supplemental education about how we are all one family, biologically, and about getting a larger perspective on life and society? That would be bad for the war industry. Be bad for business. It's a lousy system in this system. No. The world has to eventually become one. We're all the same. If you took a nice Jewish boy and raised him in Nazi Germany as a baby, he'd be a Nazi. If you took the son of a Nazi and raised him in Israel, he'd be a nice Jewish boy. It's the environment that shapes your values and your culture. All environments today are highly lacking. That's why you have so many problems. They don't even know what the problems are. They think it's human nature. They think that some people are good and some are bad. This is a lie. They're shaped that way by lack of love, 
insufficiency, social insufficiency, or lack of salary, you need low minimum wage. And minimum wage, you have to buy a used car, and the used car breaks down used car. So we always ought to be like under that kind of torment. So we live in a very undeveloped culture, and it's in the process right now of falling apart. You don't have to shove it anymore. It'll do its own falling. It's happening all over the world. And now people will listen to new ideas. Once a person is working, paying off a house, having a car, two children to support, saving up to send them to college, they don't think about other things. They're too busy. And if they have Saturday off, they have to go shopping or take the laundry in. On Sunday, they go to church. That keeps them thinking about anything. So you see, you have a system worked out to keep you insufficient. What do you think the next steps of the Zeitgeist Movement should be? Uh, what do we do as individuals? Well, if you do nothing, if you don't talk about the Venus Project, tell other people they won't know it exists. So the best you can do is become better informed as to the direction of the Venus Project. And you can get that on the internet. You can get that by looking up the venusproject.com. You get all kinds of answers, all kinds of questions. And you'll find out more about the world that you live in in detail if you look into what it is that we advocate. A lot of people believe that it's something like communism. You know, what's communism want? Communism has armies, navies, money, banks, collision, political systems, they have prisons, police, they have all the things they have. This has nothing in common with communism, socialism, free enterprise, or fascism. None of them are radical enough for the present day. John, can you say more about the desirable mindset of a future person, goal-setting, non-competitiveness? Well, the mindset of future people will be quite different. First of all, a lot of people ask me, will people be alike in the future? Yes, they will. They'll be against war, all of them. They'll be against contaminating the environment. They'll be pro-meeting people from different countries without being bigot, bigoted or prejudiced. So they'll be alike in those areas. There's nothing the matter with being sanely alike. You're getting a lot of great reception from the people. They're very happy to be hearing from you. Um, we're look here and see. We've been over the educational issue. Um, how would you go about bringing the Venus Project to Africa? I wouldn't concern myself with bringing the Venus Project to Africa. Once we get established, once we build our first cities and invite people from all over the world to come and look at this demonstration of a city that works well, an educational system, what we have to do is build the first experimental city to test the validity of the Venus Project. And if there are any imperfections, areas that don't work too well, we'll modify them. In other words, the Venus Project is established. It's an emerging society meaning that all things change. There are no utopias, no final frontiers. We're always undergoing development and change. Whereas 
You see movies on the future, Star Wars, people killing each other with laser weapons, robots wrecking things. This isn't science. This is abuse, public abuse, making movies like that. When I was a kid, all the movies were cowboy pictures, and they never solved problems. They took out two guns and solved the problem with guns, and guns meant power in the old days, and still moves power to the ignoramus today that hunts animals and uses guns. They think it's fun because they know nothing else. They don't know any other system. It's not that they're bad. They just don't know. And schools do not educate people. There's more propaganda in universities than there is information. And the information is to make you a doctor, a lawyer, a chemist, an engineer. In the future, you won't do that with people. That's abusive. You make them generalists so they understand psychology, human behavior, sociology, how we get to be the way we are, what creativity is. They learn how the brain works. And they learn how culture shapes people. And they design a culture to shape people and bring out the best in every human being. When I use the best, the words, I'm talking about a relevant education that teaches us to take care of the environment. That is not the dumb, toxic material in the rivers and waves or pollute the air. That's what I mean by a relevant education, not what uh, some person believes is good for people. A relevant education is to take care of this world. It's the best thing we have. If we abuse it, we will lose it. Okay. There are some people that have to refresh their page. Um, hello from Spain. One question. How do you see people's alimentation? I mean about being vegetarian and all that stuff. Well, Hitler was a vegetarian. <laughs> and, and I would say that it isn't what you eat so much. I'm more concerned with the mind of man. These vegetables are organic food. He's less apt to get cancer and other diseases. No question about it. But remember, our nation sells cigarettes and it pushes it, and alcohol and beer, and we know that that produces a lot of automobile accidents. And we know that tobacco produces cancer. It's known. Why does the government do it? Because there's a lot of taxation and profit in it. Do you understand that? You're going to about you. Otherwise, neither does industry. They would never outsource if they cared about the American people. They would never send jobs to China. Obviously, all they look at is the profit margin. If it's going up, good. And this is all people are looking for. What's in it for me? You're brought up in a what's in it for me culture. are in this chat room. Now, what is the Venus Project's position on the use of psychedelic drugs? Well, those that are addicted to it will be able to get it, but eventually it will educate people, meaning provide them with information about the Earth, about relating, about feelings, about how to, how to find meaning in your own life. We must teach people how to live, how to understand the environment they live in, not speculate. You see, you're brought up to believe that everyone should have a right to their own opinion. That's the most dangerous thing you can do. Because if you ask some people whether you think you'll get to Mars, ah, not in a thousand years, 
Man will never get them on. Man will never be able to fly. We don't want the opinions of people. We want them to do research. Learn how to find the answers to problems, not their opinions. Their opinions are worthless. If your sister, for example, lives across the way from me, nice, kind of her apartment, kinds of it. But she might be a Langmolay, and if you give everybody right, the wrong opinion, there's a lot of jams out there. Um, just to get back on that, though, as you were saying, that people who are addicted to them will, will, will get them, but then the idea is, is to educate people and to get them out of drugs. Yes. That's, that's correct. Help them out of the need for drugs. Yeah, we'd like to make an environment that's so interesting and so and that they don't really need to be dumbed down or, or anything else, that they would find life interesting enough that they wouldn't want to take drugs. So a lot of times drugs today is an escape because life is really so painful for so many people. Okay, uh, what is your view on Nikola Tesla, his inventions and ideas? I think Tesla was a great person. Edison gave him a hard time. Edison was an ignoramus in certain areas, and he made it difficult for Tesla. Tesla had ideas that were far beyond the comprehension of most people at the time, so he couldn't make it. That is, he didn't, was unable to. But imagine for every Edison we found, and every Tesla, how many Teslas are lost because of our ignorance? You understand? Think about that. You think there was Edison, Marconi, there was the Wright brothers. For every Wright brother that succeeded, how many Wright brothers were neglected and failed? How would you know that the Chinese invented a form of motion pictures a thousand years ago? You don't know that. You're not given that. How would you know that a man, an Arab, algebra, gave us algebra? How many of you know what we got from the ancient libraries of Egypt? It was one of the best in the world at the time. How many of you know what we got from other countries? They don't emphasize that in school. You could never kill other people if you understood the contributions made by all nations. Somebody's requesting that Chibi and Gangrene lean in so that they can see you guys. <laughs> Chibi is um, uh, politely declining, but that's Gangrene, the fellow who made this possible. And there's your Chibi. He's not declining anymore. <laughs> Sitting here in Venus Project, Florida, um, and she's very hot. I'm <laughs> What's that? About me on the picture. Oh, yeah, me? Hi. Me? Oh, I'm trying to get over here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's all you get because my face is all like coated with sweat from being outside. Now, um, do you know about Earth ships? What are your views on them? Earth ships? Earth ships. Continental ships? Ships. Oh, Earth ships? Mm -hmm. You mean visitors, mother worlds? No, 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 no. Uh, I think they're talking about building. They're, they're building a self-contained environment, like the biosphere. I believe that's what they're talking about. Oh, well, that doesn't deal with the problems, because you still have a wall that blasts the hell out of the biosphere. In other words, until you deal with nations learning to live together in harmony and working together and sharing the Earth's resources, you will see a progress chart which is unimaginable in human attainment. A lot of people think the Venus Project is just about sustainable buildings or a sustainable city, and it's not at all. It's, uh, even if you built a sustainable city, it won't take care of the problems. It's about a new social direction, a new way of looking at the Earth, and a new way of using the resources in a resource-based economy. It's really the value system 
that we're advocating change about, not so much how you build your house, or, although that's part of it, but even this method about the, the what is called earth shifts or something, mm -hmm. is not the process that we would build because we would use uh, high tech in a sustainable way because we wouldn't have to worry about taking junk and using buildings because we, we would um, have access to resources and we wouldn't have to think about how much does it cost, but do we have the resources and what's the most efficient way to build in that case. Um, see, there's another one in here. Uh, are you guys in touch with William Gazeki? Apparently, he has something about energy from vacuum. William Gazeki? Yeah. Oh, he's a film producer, a documentary producer. He produced a documentary uh, on he was Future by Design, and uh, that's about contact we have with William Gazeki. Well, we still have contact with him and his wife, Kim Gazeki, by email. It keeps us updated as to what's happening with the film. Currently, the internet is our savior for unbiased communication. How do you feel about web filters and government dictating what we can view and what we can? If they succeed, they'd love to take over the internet. They love to privatize it, and that's the end of civilization. I would say the internet is one of the greatest methods of liberal releasing society from the imprisonment of the limited information they get in each society. To me, all societies are corrupt today. They're all basically a monetary system, and they're basically corrupt. Uh, as it is in this country alone, they all are lost up. So what we need is a new system that does not discriminate, does not hurt the earth, that does not advocate money for scientific research. We give every lab whatever the hell they need. You don't have to dig up nickels and dimes for heart disease or stem cell research. We make it available without them pleading for it. Yeah, the book list. Yeah, there's a book list on the website, guys. Yeah, there's a book list on the website, but the books don't really put the whole thing together. Jacques put the whole thing together towards the social direction. There are little aspects about different subjects on, on the book list that we have on our, on our blog, actually. Now, apparently they want to know, because I guess William Gazeki also shot this thing called Energy from the Vacuum. It's a documentary series about tapping of negative or radiant energy for electricity, and has he discussed it with you? On oh, that particular film, I'm not familiar with, so I can't comment on it. Okay. Um, let's see if there's anything pertinent. Otherwise, we've been sitting here for a while. So, <laughs> um, I want to thank you all for tuning in very much, and um, uh, thanks to everybody here in the Venus Project. Uh, what is it? Oh, um, somebody actually wanted to talk about this. Uh, I wanted to emphasize that arguing 9-11 and conspiracy is a waste of energy at this point. Do you agree that, that talking about the conspiracies and all that is not what we should be focused on? Exactly that. Okay, excellent. Okay, um, well, there's a lot of people here saying that they would hope to be able to come and visit you guys. I hope that they get a chance to as well. Um, now, this one I think I would, would be very relevant, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what, does he what do you think about future human concept, merging human with machine? Do you think the future Hermans, humans will merge with machines? They already are merging with machines. There are people that have pacemakers that regulate their heartbeat. There are people that have eyeglasses, and that's the beginning of enabling you to see with artificial units 
shining on your face. There are people with false teeth, and that is, uh, you know, we're we're very slightly part human, part machine today. So, well, I have hearing aids. Without them, I can hardly hear anything. And with them, I can hear a little better. Even the computer. That's great. But the computer is a machine, and eventually, the computer will surpass human performance in most areas. Computers are able to handle 1,000 trillion bits of information per second. No group of humans can do that. I don't care who they are. So it means that the future decision-making systems will be assigned to machines. Let me make sure you understand me. It's not a machine takeover. We assign decision-making to machines. Airplanes fly so fast today, you can't see an enemy coming. So they have radar in front of the airplane, and they have a scope, and the pilot will see where that enemy is going to be in the next 10 seconds or 20 seconds. And when he presses the machine gun, no bullets come out unless that plane is within the cone of fire. They put that decision on the... If you still don't understand me, a pilot used to look out of an airplane in the old days and say, I'm about a mile high. With Doppler radar, they get exactly how high they are above the surface of the earth or a mountain or anything else. No human can do that. Do you understand that? Humans might be able to handle seven things at one time. Computers that are capable of handling thousands of bits of information per second. It would take that to manage the Earth in the future. The machines will not control people. I repeat that. They will not control people. They will just manage production, distribution of goods and services, and make things available to people. Well, we think, too, that people will merge more with machines. You know, some people might have, they might develop eyes that can see micro, macro, and then somebody else who has good eyesight might want that because they can see better and they want to try that out. And if that works better, then they probably want the other eyes done that way. But eventually the machines with nanotechnology will become more biological machines. You might have turbo hearts eventually, but it might be more biological substances that you, that you replace them, not mechanical ones. You'll be able to grow hearts, livers, kidneys without requiring donors. If you give medical research labs the equipment they need, stop doling out nickels and dimes to scientific research. What we need is complete, like the, like the project to develop the atom bomb, the Manhattan Project. They gave all the money in the world. They do nothing for controlling studying diseases. Hardly any money is appropriate for anything that would really benefit humanity. So I'm ashamed of the world I live in. I'm ashamed of my government. I have no reason to vote for anyone. I don't have time anyone worth voting for. So guys, um, I want to tell you, everybody here is telling you, thank you, Jacques Fresco, um, for all that you're doing for humanity. Um, they're basically thanking you over and over again, really. Um, and uh, people are very happy with this interview and what you contributed, so. Well, please do your best to inform other people of the potential of science and technology, not the scientists. They're just as dumb as anyone else. They become patriotic and make weapons of war. Remember, they're victims of culture, too. But the scientists I'm talking about 
the scientific method, not scientists. And that's really what we're talking about with the Venus Project, too, is using the scientific method applied to the social direction, not somebody's opinion of good or bad or right and wrong, or, or not, not um, based on, on money you've made decisions, but the methods of science, what works, you test it out. Well, thanks again, everybody. Um, I mean, we've been sitting here for a while, and um, I know that they had some things that they needed to work on today, so I'm glad that this was able to happen. Um, I'm hoping that I've been able to show them how to be able to do this for themselves because you know we can you could give presentations using this technology and uh, like we've been addressing about 50 people from all over the world in this chat room um, just today and uh, thanks again and for those of you who are new uh, we just apparently there was a person who just got done watching Zeitgeist event and found this channel um, so they just got into the the, meet, you know, the movement make sure that you check out V Radio um, I do a lot of work there in explaining the Venus Project. Uh, and thanks to the support of my listeners, I've managed to keep that going and on the air, and I'm going to continue to do so as long as I have that support. Um, and thanks to you, Jacques. Um, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I appreciate all that you're doing out there. Keep up the good work. Roxanne and I have very little power, practically no power. It depends on what you do. The future depends on people accepting responsibility for their own future. If you fail to do that, others will do your thinking for you. And we do, we deeply appreciate what everybody's doing out there to get this information out to others. Yes, also uh, guys, don't forget to check out uh, Thunder's radio show. Uh, CDP radio is also very good. Um, and uh, if you go to the Venus Project section of the Zeitgeist forums, I have a thread that's called V Radio Archive Shows that gives links to shows that I did and shows that I did with Thunder. They're both very good um, resources, and we, we read from Jacques Fresco's books. We talk about the Venus Project. I bring on panelists from all... Okay, folks, that was it. Um, thank you for tuning in to V-Radio. If you haven't already heard that... Uh, um, episode obviously that was, is still available on Zeitgeist TV. It is also still available on YouTube. I just wanted to get an audio recording of it on my blog talk radio for today's show. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, please visit, visit v-radio, v-radio with a hyphen obviously, dot com. Thank you very much.